Okay, and welcome to Wrestling And. It feels like it's been forever, but it's only been a couple weeks. A little bit. Not too bad. About the usual pace we go. That's true. It is true. It's just a lot's happened, I guess. But today, on Wrestling And, we are talking about Wrestling And 1997. Well, I mean, the beginning of 1997. Yes. What were you saying? This will be a series, yeah. This will be a series, and we're going to... Start covering the beginning. So I have my notes written here. It says, for some reason, Justin chose this year as he wants to talk about it. I mean, wrestling was popular in America at the time. A lot of shit went on. Why don't you tell us, Justin? Why? I, I just think that, you know, especially people in our age range, 1997 uh, is just kind of one of the most popular years in wrestling in terms of content not necessarily the most popular because it's just you know 1997 is when everything started to really get going uh, especially with wwf um but uh, a lot of people in our age range in that you know 30s 40s are very fond of 1997 and especially when you see what's what was happening you had guys like Shawn michaels stone cold steve austin bret hart um, arguably doing some of the best stuff of their career all the the, place the undertaker growing his kind of legacy um, yeah you had triple h as a be- very beginning kind of idea well, you had generation x was formed you had the rock just getting started on a heel run you had chris uh, jericho switching to wcw you had um Chris Jericho doing New Japan. You had some a lot of other stuff, but uh, with WWE, you had all the the puzzle pieces kind of starting to go on the board, if you know what I mean. Exactly, and of course, I wasn't really watching a lot of WCW at the time, but that's when you had probably the the peak of the NWO uh, going on. So uh, it was a very eventful year in wrestling. I think in Japan, I wasn't obviously following it back then. I didn't really. Well, and and that's why I take notes, man, because I got I got news there too. Yeah, you had guys like Masawa having big years, and FMW was probably at his at its peak as well. Um, And uh, you know, worldwide landscape of wrestling was probably another two year and a half to two years off of its peak popularity of all time. Yeah. But what's great about 97 is you really see a lot of the beginnings of what carried the industry through its most popular years. De- yeah, and definitely a lot of stuff changed. It was the first, probably, if you look at 97, it was maybe one of the first years. And now ECW, which was going on in 97 too, we'll yes, talk about them. Absolutely. Um, but uh, ECW also, groups like that. Um, I think this was one of the first times maybe in American wrestling where kind of the status quo was kind of totally changed and that the idea, the, the fans started recognizing like what a baby face is, what a heel is, and started kind of changing the mold of those stereotypes or archetypes in wrestling. You started to see the emergence of the more bad boy kind of yes. baby face, which... I, I'm sure it was a thing before that, but in that, in, like everyone in in WWF and some of the other groups, they were badasses, almost bad guys, but cool. Yeah, this was the forming where <clears throat> basically the generation changed, and the you know the people in this age range, you started rooting for the bad guy a little bit more, and people got sick of that kind of typical 
goody two shoes baby face. And yeah, yeah, I remember. This was an era that was totally reflect reflective of bleh, easy for me to say reflective of that. And as you'll see in the characters that came out of this year, um, yeah, it was really a, ref a reflection of society at the time, if you will. Yeah, yeah, for sure, a reflection of society, a little bit of an anti uh pg kind of or or anti-establishment anti-establishment anti-pc was the word political yes. correctness definitely <laughs> um, absolutely definitely a counter kind of movement and that's obviously not just with wrestling i mean kind of like a heavier rock style what i call kilo rock because that's our station in town i was at k rock in in, in la what's your guys is like Heavy rock, like they play Lamb of God and fucking Creed. I don't honestly. We probably don't have one. <laughs> He's like we used to have K Rock, but that was like the alternative. Uh, oh, you know, but but they've even sold out, and they're just doing a bunch of crap now. But I I don't know. But I don't but but, but I, I mean even even the that nineteen ninety seven like the culture like you had Marilyn yeah, Manson and we had pirate radio, we had KLAC, we had ninety five point five KLOS. Wow, I didn't know about all that. Well, it sounds like uh, maybe was, your guys' radio is a little day. different than ours. Yeah, we are. I don't listen to radio uh, in years. So. No, I, I mean I haven't listened. Sometimes I'll tune into Japanese stations, but they're just as bad. Like as the, not as oh, bad, yeah. but just like it's all a. Well, anyway, I don't want to venture too far into this, but it's all a formal. I think people uh, like hearing us talk about radio. But yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a, very, a very a very live media in the world. Of course. <laughs> very. Which is funny because we're doing something not too different we're, from them. But uh, we're the evolution of radio, really. So yeah. But however, um, so yeah, 1997, as we talked about all those type of changes in the industry and in media and in uh, people in general socially. I'm in America, Europe. Uh, so yeah, '97. Um, so the first show of 1997. Do you know what it is? Because you, once I tell you, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." I guess. I mean, I was thinking the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the January <laughs> yeah. 4th Tokyo Dome show. Always January oh, right. 4th, right? I didn't so, know they were doing that for that long. They were, yeah, and but they. Kind of funny it just wasn't always called Wrestle Kingdom. It wasn't funny. always called Wrestle Kingdom. It had like a <clears throat> stupid name back in the day, which really isn't that different from Wrestle Kingdom. It's like super Wrestle fantastic, happy wrestling hour, or wrestling like world. Okay, that's fine. That's I mean, well, whatever. Hour. It's very. It's just uh, so they they, sh they they did sixty two thousand people on January fourth at the Tokyo Dome, dude. Sixty four thousand or sixty two thousand. Wow. Sorry, sixty two thousand. So that's a pretty much a sellout. Yeah, um, and that was way more than WWE or I mean, sorry, WWF. We're gonna call yeah, it that yeah, for this yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah. Was doing, I mean, WrestleMania 13 was at in the Rosemont Horizon mm -hmm. Center, which what fourteen, fifteen thousand tops. Yeah, although although WrestleMania is changing, and I'm sure they oh, either they have yeah. or, or have, but back then, no, no, I think. Uh, you know the whole dome idea or the whole like huge stadium idea. It was only done rarely. You did it in with like the world class championship wrestling uh, for their anniversary death death show. With <clears throat> anyway, they never filled it or came close to. I mean, even you know Jim Crockett and stuff would do. How about the uh, Pontiac Dome though? The Pontiac Dome didn't they? They would do the Silver Dome. Yeah, where in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they did, they did WrestleMania three there, isn't that right? With, yeah, uh, so that that might have been one of their like things where they actually pulled well, that number the, in, but not in '97. That's for sure. 
no, that not ninety-seven. Whole era, no. different era. We're talking about, yeah. So no. that's a Hulk Hogan era. But we're talking, yeah. So in ninety-seven, yeah, they pulled in uh, sixty-two thousand people. Is a five million dollar gate back then, which you know you add for inflation. That's a little nice chunk of change there. Imagine the wrestlers got paid well in merch fees. Uh, here's some notable matches from Wrestling World '97. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. All right, we got Super Liger, aka mm. Chris Jericho, beating Koji Kanemoto. Do you know about this match? No. Why it's so legendary? Okay. No. That well, I mean, this was Chris Jericho as the the new Liger. He's blonde hair, blue eyes, full mask, full gimmick. You get what I'm saying? And, but okay. he's but he's evil, right? And uh, he went backstage after the match, and you know you had people tell him like, "Yeah, man, you're not gonna make it in this business." Another dude, really, I think Inoki told him, just shook his head and walked off. No one talked to him afterwards. So was it uh, was it bad? But very bad match. Mm. Yeah, just a terrible match. He's talked about it on his podcast. I recognize. Uh, yeah, I really think you guys should go listen to it. But uh, he's saying Koji Kanemoto, you know, different styles. Koji Kanemoto, more of like a brawler slash, you know. Call it in the ring and super light. It's just Chris Jericho not really knowing what to do, being a little confused and uh, right. Yeah, I remember uh, he said that one of the leaders in New Japan said to him like, "Hey, Chris Jericho, good super liger, bad." So he never he never wrestled again as super liger, first and last. It was that bad, that bad. Uh, Inoki beat Willie Williams in a martial arts match. All right, nothing to say about that. You don't. You're not a big Willie Williams stan. Wasn't he the police chief of Philadelphia or something like that? Yeah, probably. Liger defeated Ultimo Dragon to win the J-Crown Championship. Haven't seen it. Sounds like an awesome match, right? I would say. Those both guys that they're, you know... In 97? Right? Yeah. Who? That, that, that would be the main event for me. But uh, sure. Shinya, Shinya Hashimoto beat Ricky Choshu. So we got like kind of a Hashimoto as a guy who's been in the biz a little bit versus the old school Choshu who might have been booking at this time. So... Uh, yeah, you know, not too crazy of a show, but Wrestling World 97. And after that, we had the Royal Rumble, okay? Yes. Um, what do you think about Royal Rumble 97, January? Uh, very exciting show, I think. And that's where you had Stone Cold win the first of his, I want to say, three Royal Rumbles, right? And I think um, so. Was He was coming off in 1996 where he won King of the Ring. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was, you know, arguably the top heel, uh, and but the fans were starting to get behind him, especially after that King of the Ring, uh, and even a little bit before that. And uh, this is where, if this would have happened these days, he would have been the champion. It's hard to believe with this how big he was growing and stuff in '97 mm -hmm. uh, that it still took another year for him to to get the title. Yeah, um, it, it it is a little weird looking back. Um, although I mean, just a lot of favors done for some other guys in that company in '97, I guess. Well, I mean, you had uh, you had Brett and Sean still going at it, uh, kind of handing the title back and forth to each other a little bit around that '96 to '97 era, '95 mm. to '96 '97 era, and it's just funny how much things had changed. Uh, from 96 to 97. 96, your main event of WrestleMania, I believe, which was over here in Anaheim, was the Bret Were, you, were Sean. you there for that one? Sorry if you I mentioned it. I was not it. there. No, i never been to a WrestleMania, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Bret and Sean, you know, in the Iron Man match, right? 
And then the next year, uh, you have Stone Cold just kind of, you know, taking over. Steamrolled. Uh, the Stone Cold Steamroll. Yeah, yeah. So Stone Cold became a prevalent guy. And that's yeah, actually had. some good booking from uh, WWF back in the day. And um, arguably the greatest match in WrestleMania history took place this year, which at some point we'll, I'm sure, talk at length about. But... Uh, you really think Not, that uh, Brock versus Roman this year was the best match of all time? Because I agree. And uh, you no. said this year. You said no. this year. Well, this year as in 1997. Wrestling oh, in 1997. Well, then I, dis- I disagree then. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Um, so January. Uh, mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, Stone Cold wins. Can I, can, uh, can I tell you something In a somewhat controversial funny? finish, right? Uh, how did the finish go? Explain it to the audience. I believe Stone Cold... Was he, he was, uh, I can't remember if he was eliminated and they didn't see it or mm-hmm. he, he, he did something dastardly. Oh, uh, so he did, he did his heel, heel shit. He did a heel thing and he won and that result didn't automatically get him the shot at WrestleMania. They actually what? had. That's bullshit. They had a filler pay-per-view like they usually have now, which is called like Roadblock detour whatever it's called um yeah now yeah, these days backlash th- is yeah backlash nowadays uh no i think backlash is the one after wrestlemania but they always have, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah or you know whatever crossing guard whatever it was called um <clears throat> they had something called final four where they had a four yeah way yeah well and we're gonna talk title. about that next yeah 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 so, yeah so i got the final four yep for sure they actually had it which i guess you could compare it to what Elimination Chamber is in a way. I guess so, yeah. But they they a had a four-way title. But it's just interesting to see if they had somebody that hot. Now, that dude's getting the title. It's not going to take a year. I'll put it that way. Yeah, uh, well, it will in WWE. I mean, Ricochet's just getting the title. This is the same company as back then, the, dude. You're, you're comparing Ricochet to Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I love Ricochet. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I guess you're kind of right. People weren't uh, running I'll, around in Ricochet 316 shirts right now. That's not happening. Well, Stone Cold yeah, was literally taken over. Maybe a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. And, yeah, you're yes. right. If you get a dude like that, yes. Yes, yeah. you, you do want to... And they they slow-played him beautifully, to be honest with you. But, we'll, you know, we'll kind of cover that as we go through the year. But this is going to be a multi-part series that we're going to probably spread out, you know, yeah. uh, over the next yeah, months. Yeah, and that, that's, so. why, that's why we're moving on. We're still in January, and we will yeah. be for a while. We're not taking our time on... Or excuse me, we're not going to fast-forward through this one. We're just uh-huh. going to sit and talk about all the nuances and all the shit. And that's what's fun about this one. We'll be talking about characters we don't know, guys we're just remembering, and uh, we would love to get feedback for all of that because, uh, again, uh, it's a very interesting year when you look at all the companies. So soon after that, soon after at least uh, the Royal Rumble, which was on the 19th of January, on the 25th we had a WCW NWO uh, co-branded show called Sold Out. Now, actually, the, um, <laughs> now that I look at the actual poster it's an nwo show really it's just an nwo show i what i remember about these is uh they were like they weren't very good shows this is the thing that always kind of i i was oh i know i'm wearing my little scott hall shirt right now that i got yeah um, shout out right we're not talking about scott hall we're talking about eric bischoff and how they planned and yeah the money that went in i know it was like 
I just never could understand it. it, it this, it, you know, when I was watching 96, 98, I would still watch a little WCW because there was things that we liked about WCW, but I could never understand why it was getting so much better ratings than WWF because WWF yeah. stuff was just so much better top to bottom. It's probably that, that momentum, though. The WWF, like, for years before that, even though I still think the shit was better, but I watched it when I was a kid. I don't know, like, a bad bad press takes momentum, and it takes time to slowly yeah, creep back. Slow, yeah, and we don't really have anything to compare this to right now, but um, it just took a little while. Even when they had Stone Cold running around doing all his stuff, WSW was still being them, uh, you know, they what, the 83 weeks, right? That's the whole... The whole uh, yeah, shtick. Yeah. So they beat him in the ratings that long, and 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 but you know at the same time we both know we're wrestling fans. We know that good matches or interesting characters that doesn't make ratings. It is whatever. No, hot. it doesn't. Yeah, and really and, you can't yeah. necessarily like. Uh, there are things we can do to make that or fix that, but that is it is very random, <laughs> like very hard. Yeah, to pick. I mean obviously with the stuff from this era, you got some great matches out of it. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, match quality wasn't a priority at this time. Uh, didn't make it any... I mean, it was still really good stuff if you pick and choose, especially mm-hmm. 97. Um, y- you know, match quality wasn't exactly a priority. It was storylines and all that stuff. I mean, uh, you know, this is when NWO was, you know, at its peak probably or just about to hit its peak. So that's yeah. what was kind of carrying the ratings. They had Hogan uh, that became bad guy. And I know a lot of people that are like... They were going around the channels at that time, like, "Oh my God, Hogan is a bad guy now." What? Well, that was this? Yeah, that was kind of cool. I yeah, mean, that was kind of. That cool. was definitely a curveball that would catch the eyes of the average, quote unquote, casual fan. Yeah, um, I, I know, think there was what, a lot Scott of Scott Hall and you know, Razor Ramon and Diesel are on it. What the hell is going yeah, on? You know what I mean? I think that there was, was a lot of mainstream it. appeal with uh, WWE for the time, just because it was. It was like. You gotta think they're going to Sturgis. It's like a cool biker thing. To me, WWE reminds me of like Middle America type shit, where WWF is like very produced. Well, WCW and, was Middle America. Or excuse me, WCW. Yeah. God, what what am I thinking? Yeah. Yes. So, yes, exactly. It's like all right, Sturgis. The, they're doing something in a pool now. It's like I can relate to this. Where uh, WWF at the time was very uh, played up and you know ridiculous characters and uh, I don't know. It I'm seemed, trying to be devil's advocate. I know advocate. what you're it's saying hard. is that it seemed that WCW is being a little more down to earth in its little bit presentation, little bit, and yeah. maybe a little more like accessible. Uh, while WWE seemed like a little it was more... out of this world shit. You had a dead dude, a fucking sumo wrestler. Yeah, it was a little more real at the time, and I think that's maybe you're right. That's what part of what WCW a- for had a time, over them for a time. I mean, it was it was eight, what eighty three weeks. Okay, so not even two years. It was a situational thing, but it's momentum. I mean, if WCW starts fucking up at the time, obviously their ratings are going to go down slowly. Not like unless a disaster happened, but. Uh, that's yeah, WCW had the more the more real life presentation, and rather than you know, WWE with, with was the Nitro Girls, with the Nitro Girls and the fucking, it yeah. was very sports like though, right? Like they had the dancers, right. and you know, you didn't have the dude dressed up as a woman coming out, and then his hey, girlfriend look, had a man, thong. You know, say what you want about Eric Bischoff, but he did say, okay, there's WWF. What can we do to be different? And it worked for a while, and they, they uh, you know, 
whether you thought it was good or not, like they definitely were different and they found a niche for that time. Well, I'll tell you this. I think their sold out pay-per-view in 97 sounds bad on paper. Um, I'll read oh, it was some awful. stuff Yeah, to but you. that's the thing I think caught up to WCW too, is that they were not putting together entertaining shows yeah. when it came down to it. Like they had seen Sting sit in the rafters for like a whole year and a half. And when the match came, it didn't deliver. Mm. Um, and what's amazing about the Crow Sting is that someone was telling them, oh, Crow Sting was the best thing. I mean, Crow Sting sat in the rafters for two years. We barely saw him. He never talked. Hey, he wrestles now, and he's been whooping ass all over the fucking Yeah, he's doing so. great, absolutely. But uh, Do you see that um, shit on Rampage again? Like, yeah. he just delivered again. Like, why? Yeah. How? But, but the thing is, I kind of admire it, and I think it's crazy at the same time, is um, they just, they, they got so much out of Sting with not a lot of, you know, in that era with, you know, yeah. with the, they really, he barely came on screen. He barely did anything for, like, two years. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's yeah, crazy. It, it is. It's crazy. Uh, so we're back to WCW in the month of January, right? Oh, and I, what I was going to say, what I remember about those sold out pay-per-views is they were like, they would have like, uh, you know, Bischoff doing the commentary with somebody like uh, some other heel person might have been not even bobby the brain Heenan, but anyway they'd be like sitting so, on that's, that's, that's cargo boxes on that's the side why of the they're ring so lame bro because yeah. it's like you literally made uh, and of course Meltzer's said this since back then and so has alvarez and i'm just repeating them but like you literally made your promotion seem like a piece of shit promotion like you literally turned your own promotion into the bad guys pretty much that don't make cool shows and if you're nwo you're cool bro but I don't know why. Um, yeah. Anyways, so we had Chris yeah. They Jarrett. made their baby faces just uncool losers. Very uncool. Uh, one of their baby faces, which who was still cool, was Chris Jericho at this time, who seems to have either was did now did he go back to WCW or was he wrestling for them and New Japan? I would probably I don't know okay. for sure at the time, but I think probably both. But well, he had a failure in New Japan earlier in the month, and then he went back to USA. Probably. Well, I think there had. was there at the time with WCW, there was kind of a working it relationship. Was a little with bit, yeah, 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 yeah. There was for there sure. There was definitely a lot of shared talent at that time, and you did even have that NWO Japan. Yep, and well. that's why Masahiro Chono was on the show because he's NWO Japan. Right, and he went against Chris Jericho. He beat Chris Jericho. Eleven minute match, which. Uh, is good time for this show. That was one of the longer matches on the show, actually. So, uh, shout outs on giving them the hot opener. Yeah, I haven't seen it. If it's terrible, yeah. If I... if you're uh, you know uh, a recent fan of wrestling or you've jumped on with the you're a match quality guy, you're gonna go back and watch this stuff from '97 and l listen. And there is some suck. good stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's bad. I'm not gonna say it's gonna suck, but. It's going to be a different. Well, you have to get into the storyline a lot more for a lot of these yeah. matches because it's not about the moves. But that's not that hard. Some of these dudes are so good. Obviously, you watch Ric Flair and stuff like you don't even mind right, the moves. Right. The moves don't even matter one bit. So, but Ric Flair's finest matches. I don't think anyone's finest matches outside of maybe Stone Cold, you know, Bret Hart, guys like that. Um, the, those were good quality matches going yeah, on yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that. But not, not everyone was out there. There's not a. There wasn't a lot of good. Like, oh my god, this match. I thought there's ninety seven. Yeah, yeah there, ones, there were your. You had your Shawn Michaels and like yeah. your, like you said, Bret Hart and stuff like that. But yeah, don't expect, especially on anything under the main event. Generally, 
it's just not right it's i mean you did have some like different world. you know some great undercard stuff at, at wcw like some eddie guerrero uh yeah but know. none of none of that on sold out that's for sure this just Ray mysterio like... yeah 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 so by the way quick little mention too about the uh, royal rumble on january 19th yeah did, did you realize the influx of mexican talent they had for that show do you remember that yes they had a well there's i think uh you know that's when they started bringing in takamichi noku and they've been they tried to launch their own version of a cruiserweight kind. division oh. but i think that came later in the year that was way before the kinds high days well, and I was actually at that, you know, I wasn't at the show, but the show that I was telling you, the, the Calgary Stampede, which took place in July, and then we're talking about January, but one of the matches on that card was great, uh, great uh, Sasaki, and um, did I say his name wrong? I know. It's I, Sasuke. I it. Sasuke. Sasuke. Great Sasuke. And Takamichinoku. Do you have to go to your wife? Is it Sasuke? Oh, she wouldn't know. Mary, is it Sasuke? She's busy right now, but yeah. She would know, though. She would tell you exactly what it meant. It's a yeah. classic ninja. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, I wanted to mention this. On the Royal Rumble, There, were, you had three uh, dark matches, right? I don't okay. know. You tell oh, me. I'm telling you. They had uh, Paraguayo and Venom versus Maniaco and Moscola Merced. You had Blue Demon Jr., Octagon, and Dim... Tinielas Jr. versus Abismo Negro, Heavy Metal, Hysteria, right? And then, this is the match we gotta find, okay? Mascarita Sagrada Jr. and La Parquita versus Mini Mankind and Mini Vader. Okay, this is when they were running the quote-unquote minis out there all, on a lot of shows in 97, 98. Bro, Mini see, Vader. You would see guys like Max Mini and all that stuff, and they, they yes, they were, they were really pushing... The, the mini content, yeah. Well, I mean, time. that's what went on since the 80s, too, with WWF, right? Oh, I mean, Little People Wrestling has been... Uh, I don't know. know why it got unpopular. I still think it's good. I mean, if you go to your bar on a Thursday night and it's just there, fuck it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's always been, like, a really good palate cleanser for something, you know, like... Just comedy I think matches, that's what it, right? Yeah, comedy. Well, I guess they use it just comedy matches or just something to break up two serious angles yeah. or just as something different um well, maybe yeah, tony khan will get on board you think because he's doing ah, never mind i'm not even going to say that i don't want to get in trouble bro okay <laughs> let's moving on to february okay yes in uh philadelphia we have crossing the line again at the old ecw arena which is what a tire changing station now no, I think uh, it's uh, still the 2300 Arena. They still have stuff there. It is just GCW from... GCW and stuff is there. Yeah, it's just from the outside of the venue. You look at it. It, like, legit looks like a like a tire-changing spot with, like... You well, know it looks I mean? like it's in the middle of, a, you, know, bun, uh, you know, a bunch of chop shops or whatever. Probably machine shops, chop shops, industrial area, yeah. Like, sure. it's like in Grand Theft Auto when you steal a car and you take it to get repainted or You gotta whatever. go to that it, neighborhood. It's, you, gotta, you go to that neighborhood. Yeah, we, we got East some Philadelphia or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we had Luis Spicoli defeated Mike Awesome. Luis Spicoli, tell me about him. Luis Spicoli, um, great wrestler, died very young, right? He might have been one of the first. Oh, yeah, 27. Wow. I mean, I think he might have been one of the first wrestler deaths that you know of this time. I don't know what time. When did he die? Like 2000, maybe? Oh, man, he 98, bro. 98 so he wow he might have been one of the first that started that kind of chain of oh my god wrestlers are dying really young and 
you know, that kind of thing. He might have been one of the first ones that started that oh. reputation, maybe, like, when you think about it. I mean, um, it, 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 he, he, he was a drug addict, and he quit, yeah. and then his mom got cancer, and he got back on it. Oh, my God. God, that's terrible. Um, okay. And, and of course, Mike Awesome, another guy that guy that died pretty young, of course. Um, but he was also he had a good run in Japan too in FMW. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like as Gladiator uh, or something like that, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FMW ninety to like ninety eight. Yeah, um, and if Gladiator. You see, yep. If you can't go wrong in this era, one of the most underrated. Uh, you know, rivalries of the, you know, 97 to 2000 is him against, um, oh my God, uh, why is his name? I see his face and all that. Come on, the Japanese guy. Come on, you know it. I, I know the Japanese guy, but in what years? The 2000s? No, like nine, the late 90s, he had a bunch of matches with him, hitting him in the head with the chairs. Masada Tanaka. Okay. okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Tanaka. You watch you any go. of those matches, those matches are nuts. Masada Tanaka, Mike Awesome might be one of the most underrated. Really awesome. Programs. Yeah. Well, and Tanaka, um, anyways. Tanaka's still good, and he was obviously working back then, doing a very hardcore style for a Japanese guy. I mean, hitting the head with skull with chairs. and Yeah, he... Mike Awesome, one yeah. of the most athletic big men you will ever see. Mm. Uh he was great. He was a great in-ring guy. Uh, maybe he lacked a little bit of promos. Uh, when WCW got him later on, they really like gave him horrible stuff to do, and including one. Yeah. At one point, he was the fat chick thriller. I mean, come on. Yeah, oh boy. Um, but yeah, just didn't a, give a fuck. In ring and in the you know in, in his W ECW run was just that dude was awesome. Wow. Uh, Forgive this the pun. <laughs> this show uh, looks very good. We we have Lance Storm defeats Balls Mahoney. Always a great right. classic match. You had uh, sure. S- Steve Williams actually wrestling on the ECW show, uh, beating Axel Rotten. But Steve Williams in 97, that's uh, interesting. Obviously, he hadn't been beaten up yet by Billy Gunn. I thought that was a year before. Uh, so. Bart Gunn. Bart no, Gunn. Bart Gunn. That came in 98 when they did okay. the Brawl for All. So he's still a little ways Little ways that. away from losing his career, and little bullshit. did we know at this time, reflecting on everything, like when we when we were when we were you know, I was sixteen years old in nineteen ninety seven or fifteen sixteen, and mm-hmm. and I was ECW, a kid, dude. I was like in middle school, and I knew right. ECW scared me at the time. I saw previews exactly. On... It was the forbidden fruit. Should yeah. we be watching this? It's the renegade rebel promotion. But little did we know that, you know, WWF actually did have some involvement with them mm-hmm. and was giving them money, was doing some kind of talent sharing and exchanges. They did run in 97. There were some times where ECW came on to Raw when they were having him like at the Manhattan Center and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of really didn't think anything of it because we thought, oh, my God, they're going to invade and there's just a little thing going on. But it was actually... Um, you hear about it from all the knowledge in the podcast we listen to now and the dirt sheet stuff, but um, they were getting bankrolled a little bit from WWF uh, yeah. at the time and loaned money to do this and that and the other thing. I, mean, I could be exaggerating, but or I could be a little off, but for the most part, there was some kind of working relationship with mm. WWF and ECW at the time. 
Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's uh, it's that Paul Heyman magic. I'm sure, he had connections everywhere. Um, very interesting yeah. booking. I mean, a crazy promotion. Ninety-seven. It was already years old at the time, but uh, developed a fast-paced reputation. We got a uh, Terry Funk on here against yeah. Tommy Rich, the uh, Eliminators, Kronos and Saturn against Rob Van Dam and Sabu, which I could only imagine sounds like a ridiculous 20-minute match they went, 20 minutes. So, And then the Pitbulls and Tommy Dreamer against Brian Lee, Candido, and the franchise, Shane Douglas. Tell, tell us about the Pitbulls. The Pitbulls were a tag team, uh, that one of ECW's top early tag teams, and I think one of them ended up going to jail or something. There was a... There was a dark side of the ring. Dark about side that, of the right? ring on Pitbull number two or whatever. Pitbull but, uh, number two. It's like it, we we have to call him Pitbull number two still, even though his name's Matthew Reed or whatever. You know. Yeah, like, he got you know caught up with some like kind of mafia stuff or something. But anyway, I didn't ooh. really. I wasn't really like t- so in tune with ECW at the time. I knew the main guys and knew like you know it was this. I thing knew I was like interested Sabu. In out more about it. Like you'd see the clips, Sabu. right? Right? Would Dam. you see clips and shit? And then was that was that on TV, like, or was that just on the web? I, I think it must have been on TV, right? They'd show clips I, like ECW it, only, like. Yeah, I I think me and my buddy used to. It would come on on Saturday nights at like one in the morning, on. A dangerous time to be awake when you're young. Yeah, or really just any time these days. Unless, especially if you're out. But, I'm, um, I'm always up at one. Yeah, well, you're fine, though. Yeah, But you're a vampire. You're, but ba- you're Yeah, nice. I'm a vampire. But back in the day, I mean, shit, I got... If I was watching Night Court, I started getting uncomfortable. Like, what am I... <laughs> this is late. I'm scared. Um, so, I think it was on some, like... I, I don't know if it was some random, like, local channel, uh, like a UHF kind of thing. Like, you know, it was... It wasn't on, like, a regular network. Where we 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 would get it. It would be like on KD. It would be on some random like kind. Of, I'll just say UHF. It was on. Well, one you're of those. lucky you live in the second biggest media market because I mean, you know, in this in Colorado, we didn't quite get all those like weird off stations. You know, we had UPN. Right. That's all. That was well, the, like the weird one. The, I mean, you still needed cable to get it, but it was some really random channel. Yeah, um, channel fucking fourteen K whatever. You're just it, like it, okay. like it, you know, like it also had public access on it or something like that. It, okay. it was that kind of channel. Um, that, that LA public access is real weird shit too. By the way, that's not uh, as much as it used to be, but yes, there was some very lady dancing with shows. a skeleton and shit like that. Man, what the? I fuck? remember one in particular called Colin's Sleazy Friends that was on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone, if you were in LA and you were a 90s kid, you might remember that show. But anyways, um, so yeah, it was on some random channel. Like you had to really look for it. Like you had to like really go through the TV guide to find it. It wasn't like these days where you could just Google search where something is and find well, it or well, just find a let, streaming well, service. Let's take a pause here real quick. Let's talk about the TV at the time and our, right. the other shows too because now we're talking about ECW TV. Hard to find, late on late at night, and not really mentioned in the magazines except in the the later pages. Right. right? I mean, and now we're going to go to WWF, USA Network. Yes. Every week the same time. Yes, it was uh, 9 9 p.m. uh, 9 p.m., basically. Two hours? Um, Two hours back then? Two hours. 
it was on 9 to 11. Uh, you had WCW was also on at Monday night. Uh, Monday it night. started at 8 p.m. and it ran to 11. I believe that they were a three-hour show. And what other shows did we have back then? I'm sure, did they do their, like, cyber or whatever call in on the internet um they had i remember shotgun saturday night which was on which is um, absolutely pointless shows uh, i you know what for a while when i didn't have cable shotgun saturday night was my wrestling uh when i was first starting Uh, to get back into it when i was you know watching the 96 97 it was all about shotgun for me and they would have I'm kind sorry, of dude. because they no it was good because they would they would offer raw recaps okay so you you it, they would catch you up on raw and they better would than level some, up NXT and they, level up and they would, well, whatever that is and then they would give you some uh, kind of exclusive matches wait um, do you wa- I, have you seen NXT level up is that is that really like the main event version of NXT that's like the no that's like the new 205 live yeah but yes. Oh no! That's their anyway. new. Sh- that's their new show, dude. Every oh. Thursday, are you start watching? Give it a watch. If you do, you want to watch Veer versus Jinder Mahal? No. Okay. Anyways, so go ahead. <laughs> um. So yeah, Shotgun was kind of the. I wouldn't even call it a secondary show, but it was like what WWF Superstars was when we were a kid. Even though that was kind of the main show back then. And there was no SmackDown have, in '97. No. Uh, you had maybe a Livewire kind of show, like recap kind of show at that time might have been taking place um and you probably had some foreign uh kind of shows that were done just for overseas Spanish stuff audience? Like that. probably yeah they had probably had stuff like that too but Dude, uh, do you remember uh, missing a pay-per-view and watching it on monday night raw right and like or, it was like frames like, they're like you won't believe what happened last yeah. night when he kicked his head in and you just see a picture Yes, like, and, and they you, still they would, do that shit today too. They a would lot of tease the you with the idea that you could still see it tomorrow night. You're like, even oh, though you know what happened, I really need to watch <laughs> it though. Yeah, so you still can shell out fifty some fifty dollars for something that already happened. But um, yeah, and this is the thing too: Raw and Nitro were on at the same time, except for maybe you would. Ca- I remember I would watch the first hour of. Nitro with my buddy, and then we would just go right to Raw, and then on the commercials, we would see what was going on at WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't a time where you had what they called, we weren't even saying TiVo yet. There, there wasn't a DVR no, where you could fuck record no, the other no show. No, TiVo back then. That um, wasn't for it, many years later, bro. The I think the TiVo. closest thing that you could do is if you had a VCR in the other room, you could record one show and watch the other. And then maybe watch the other one after or in the next day. Yeah, if you were super hardcore. I don't know anyone that did that. Do you? I'm sure there were. That recorded wrestling. Like, uh, dude, I mean, with tape trading back then, it's just we're not in the generation. There were people on the web in 97 trading tapes of Japan. And so I I don't think we were part of that culture necessarily. No, no, I wasn't part of the tape trading culture. I wish I was, but I wasn't. Me and, too, and I was online back then, but I didn't know about like yeah wrestling, you know, fucking trading messages. We were boards. starting to be online, but I think the biggest thing we would do online is like, oh my god, I found this site that has all the wrestlers' real names. Yeah, I would go, or I would just go to video game uh, AOL and look up info on new video games. So, anyways, yeah, so there was that, um, and you really couldn't, you know, you kind of had to pick one or the other for the most part in most situations. Um, and that's what people did. You were, I'm a WCW guy. I'm a WWF guy. You really didn't, 
there wasn't a lot of liking both. So I uh, did. Okay. Well, well I, you know, but I guess I was one of the weird. I guess baby. I was one of the weirdos. But uh, I, well, I I did think WWF was much better though, way better. Yeah, but it I seems was like, like eh, most of the people whatever. I know were like that too. I started but getting I think, picked on around that year for liking wrestling, and it kind of made me. Yeah, but then in a year, everyone liked wrestling. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, everybody liked wrestling. It yeah. was so mainstream. I think I'd been picked on enough by then, but uh, you know. And I'm sorry, by the way, I'm losing my voice, guys. I got sick like two weeks ago, and my body is still. Uh, you Affected? know, re- yeah. I, I had a little uh, right allergies today, but I think it's actually added a little bass to my voice. No, oh, so it's probably for the better. There you so go. Maybe it's for the better. Yeah, I, I was doing karaoke and shit the other night, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna take some time to build back. So uh, okay, we had w- WCW sold out. We already talked about that. They did Cyber Slam. I mean, it's. The ECW, and this is in uh, February. Yeah, that Nothing was a crazy. big run with uh, Brian Pillman, right? Let's see here. I, I don't know. I really want to watch Taz versus Lil, Little Guido, which looks real fun. <laughs> uh, so it was a two-night thing. Sabu against Chris Candido. Big, big Stevie Cool? I don't know. That's probably Stevie Richards. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Axel Rotten Taz versus yeah, pretty, pretty normal shit. Uh, right after that, they had, of course, uh, the show you were talking about in your house thirteen, the final four. But I will say this about ECW. One of the things that always stood out to me about ECW at that time, that I always remember, were the loud rings. And rings. Just- the ring itself, when someone would hit the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, when someone would take a bump on that ring, for some reason it was so much louder than any of the other rings that you'd watch on TV. Hmm. Have you have you seen Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz? Yes. Okay. Where he cause... put him through the entrance? Well, he first he suplexes Bam Bam Bigelow off the entrance into yeah. the crowd, which yeah. would be totally not allowed today. But then uh, he backpacks him into the ring and smashes through the ring into the floor and then, like, pins him afterwards after pounding him through the ring. Listen, I mean, this era of ECW, 97-98, is kind of what, you know, kind of was a precursor to the match quality era. I'm not saying their matches were all great. No, you're right. I was just thinking AEW. The fast-paced kind of... Um, you know, feel that those matches had in the hardcore kind of, not quite hardcore, but it kind of. Mm, they it, they had of, their bloody it's like bloody moments, like, like yeah. AEW I I would say that it's kind of like maybe the grandparent or parent of, you know, the New Japan model and the PWG style matches. Yeah, and I could see that, and also there's a lot of. Uh... A lot of Japanese wrestlers that went to ECW, like you said, Masato Tanaka, but even a bigger influencer, more of like the Toriumon-style wrestlers who did that fast-paced tag team lucha influence style. And Yeah, a lot of lucha influence in, in some of the stuff that, you know, guys like Rob Van Dam. And I know he's more of a martial artist style, but um, Sabu was kind of lucha style, right? Yeah, and it's funny because we were doing a lot of talk about WWF back then, but... 
man, there was that like side influence from Lucha and ECW that crept its way in, not not in the next few years, but over time, you know. Right. Um, so, but definitely WWF, you know, had their house style, which I guess is probably more intense back. Yeah, it's probably a little more intense back then. Um, yeah. But so. Bret Hart defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vader, and The Undertaker. Yes. In February. Um, the Four Corners elimination match? How the fuck does that even work? That sounds terrible. What is this? Well, th- this What, do you have to touch the four corners? Oh. No, I just think it means there was somebody in every corner. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, and then and it's an elimination. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, they just didn't call it Fatal Four Way back in '97. Yeah. Huh. It was called Four Corners. Well, because <laughs> a Fatal Four Way would just be first pinfall wins everything. No, but you could, this we do a four way elimination match. You don't need to call right, it Four yeah. Corners. Well, I don't think they call it Four then. Corners any. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were just um, trying to be cute with the marketing on it. Probably. Yeah, f- fuck those. Just call it a Fatal Four Way. Each man yeah. dead. So uh, it was a fatal, or it was a four corner. <laughs> it was a four person match for the vacant world championship elimination match. Do you remember this match in your mind? I I remember it being pretty good. And I do know that, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah, Brett came out on top and Stone Cold felt completely, this was the, the, the real start to Stone Cold just, I mean, you know, people starting to really feel, you know, feel him. Feel that Stone Cold madness. And for Bret Hart to kind of start to really, really... Um, get the heel heat in, uh, well, the United States. Now, Justin, by then, at this point, was he, uh, was Bret Hart already on the way to becoming heel, or? Yes, yeah, I think by this time, uh, you know, it seems like the seeds were getting, being planted, um... You think McMahon was already talking to him? And, and again, we watched the documentary, we talked about it. Yeah, Um, also keep in mind, around this time... This whole year, um, Wrestling with Shadows, which is a must-watch documentary. Very good. Uh, yes, on... Ju- Justin had me watch it, and it's great. Uh, it's... It, you probably might not learn anything if you're a hardcore fan, but you will see a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, you, it's one of the best, probably, wrestling documentaries uh, that I've seen. Um, you Basically, he had a camera crew following him, Bret Hart, around this time. Uh, you know, hold on one second. You guys gotta be in bed right now. What's going on? Turn off the light and go to bed. A little parenting going on right now. It's alright. We we cut it all out unless it's really funny, and then I uh, keep. <laughs> um. Anyways. So yeah, this was a time where Bret Hart was being followed by camera crews, and it's even mentioned on some of the broadcasts that oh, there's a camera crew following Bret Hart around, which is kind of interesting. Um, and you see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. It, it was just a really interesting time. Um, and, you know, it might lead to... Yeah, you forget 97 also. A lot of stuff took place, which we'll get into. I think we'll probably only co- cover the first couple months today since we're already 45 minutes in. But, yeah, this was a time where I think the conversations were taking place with Brett. Like, hey, man, I think it's time for you to be a heel. Okay. And he, he was probably reluctant at first. 
Um, but arguably, well, well he became, was to the camera, unless he's yeah. lying. He said, uh, he said, like he's like, that's not really who I am. I can't do that, and you know, very self-doubting. It's just like that's people aren't going to respond to that well at all. Arguably, it turned into be his best work of his career. Yeah, but it didn't turn into the best post career ever. Um, I'll say that injuries uh, accounted well, that, for that. That happened down the road. That wasn't ninety seven or no, that I was know, but Goldberg I th- kicked him into the second row. Uh, you know, a couple yeah, years I later. Guess, I guess that's true. Um, uh, we had The Rock beating Triple H. Wow. What a push early. But also, Triple H was not Triple H back then, right? So, in fact, this no, listed, Triple H was just starting to be Triple H. He just was, just he starting. Was, he was still listed he, as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, though. So, if that he, says anything to you. He was still Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but you had some really memorable angles coming up later in the year but this is the beginning of his rise as well and oh yeah um, one of those like uh i don't know if i could say he got over and losing but he was pushed later and uh rocky mayavia the rock so he's not even the rock at this point he doesn't really become the rock for a little while uh he's still rocky mayavia coming off the when failed. championships meant something too he's an icy champ looking for a future title right Yes, yes. He he was getting the IC run. He had it when he was still had the you know kind of the crazy hair and stuff. And I believe his debut was in Survivor Series '96. So he's still pretty fresh in there. Yeah, yeah. So the worst match here looks like it's Crush Farouk and Savio Vega with J.C. Ice, Wolfie D, D'Lo Brown, and Clarence Mason against Bart Gunn, Flash Funk, and Goldust with Marlena. Oof. Hold on. You know what? You're going to carry the show for just a minute. I need to go handle yeah, something. I'll be right back. You're all good. I can't wait to hear this. Let's see how pissed he gets. Kids stay up too late. Look, we all get it. Kids stay up way too late. I'm going to fake like I'm talking about all this shit. Watch. He, he's happy with the kids, but they do okay. have to go to bed. I mean, it's fucking... You're going to be not able to wake up tomorrow. I can't drive you tomorrow. I have to go to the office. Yeah. Being a parent, sometimes you got to do this type of shit. So. And that is why I think that uh, Mark Merrow versus Leaf Cassidy, um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. But uh, that was that was that month. Seems like ECW ran a lot of crazy shows. By the way, I did, was doing commentary on your parenting just now, <laughs> just so you know. Oh man, mm. they need to be in bed right now. Um, Leaf Cassidy, you know you know that it was right. You do right. That's a Leaf Garrison. Leaf Garrison? No, Leaf Leaf Cassidy Garrison is the... Leaf Cassidy. Oh no, Leaf, Leaf Cassidy, Cassidy was, was the, the childhood singer. Yeah, the pop idol from the '60s. No, that's not who... that's not him, bro. That's Do not you know, who wrestled. Well, the person that we're talking... No, no, it was not him wrestling. I'm asking you if you know who that was, because I do. Yes, the pop idol. It wasn't a pop idol. It was Leaf Garrison, wasn't it? It, it was Mr. Garrison from South Park. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah, no. I, when I first looked up that name, Leaf Cassidy, I was very confused by that, so I don't know. It was Al Snow. Yeah, it was Al. Why? I guess he's just weird that way, huh? They try to make him one of the new rockers for a minute. Oh, yeah. See, you still, when you watch in '97, especially the beginning, you still see the sprinkles of that era of, Mm -hmm. you know, the gimmick era. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I could totally see that. We had another show in February at the end of the month from WCW. This was called Super Brawl 7. And yeah. Dusty Rhodes was one of the commentators with Tony Schiavone. Seems like uh, Mike Tanay was on the show. And, you know, yeah. uh, Michael Buffer got paid a million dollars so uh to say let's get ready to rumble i mean some of the matches seem okay ultimo dragon versus pat tanaka i think pat tanaka's using meth in colorado springs i met him at a homeless shelter once wait what Uh, oh yeah i was in (laughs) i was uh i was uh in this rehab homeless shelter program and like one of the dudes was like hey i know pat tanaka and I was like, cool. And then Pat Tanaka came over and signed a belt and signed a thing. And then Pat Tanaka's friend went to uh, jail a month later for molesting somebody. And that's all I'm oh, going to no. say about that. So Pat Tanaka well, is having some out to tough times. Pat Tanaka and bad and then company. Some girl told me he was addicted to meth. So uh, six oh, defeated no. Dean Malenko. Um, that's could be well, an six, okay match. Yeah, probably. Now, now this match, this match, Eddie Guerrero defeated Chris Jericho. That sounds pretty there good, huh? Go. Yes, er, yeah. Um, and then as a, a lot of Jeff Jarrett back then, he was still like, he seems to sneak his way into every promotion he's part of, doesn't he? He does, and he's had like kind of moments in all of them. Ninety-seven, uh, he was probably was he in uh, WCW? Yeah. Because he had an IC title run probably around, jeez, late 97, 98. Did he really? I think so. I, I remember. But, but he ended, like, with WCW, too. Like, he was there yeah. when everything went to shit. So, yeah. and then, obviously, TNA and being, like, one of their pushed guys and just. Well, his dad basically founded shit. the company. That's why. Okay. Um, Lex Luger and uh, Paul White defeated Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. So, get a little vengeance. Uh, They uh, killed the Outsiders. And uh, Lex Luger was voted the wrestler of the year that year. So, let that sink in. What? He was? By who? The Wrestling Observer. Really? Let let me look this up again, because I think we talked about this last week. I had a feeling they would give it to, like... If I had to guess, it would have been someone like uh, Misawa or the fucking, Misawa, yeah, or or like Stone Cold Steve Austin, maybe. Let me let me double check. Yeah, this, I mean, no, that was probably like the rivalry of the year, okay. or whatever. But category A word: Luthez, Wrestler of the Year, Misawa. Luthez, oh, the Luthez Wrestler of the Year, yeah, Misawa. Okay, was so it I probably Leaf Garrett, got this. Leaf, Leaf Garrity? It wasn't it was him. Not Leaf Garrison, Most Outstanding Wrestler. Misawa. Okay, so never mind. I, I it was we, Misawa. we were talking oh, about it. Okay. So it's just Misawa over and over again. So right, we're yeah. So that was talking about happened. a whole different thing here. But I, I'm pretty uh, okay. When what? Uh, now I want to know when fucking the dude was the wrestler of the year. But I'll look it up another time. It anyway. was probably like '95 or '96 or whatever. Maybe that year he went over to Nitro, or I don't know. Yeah, it couldn't have been any time in this era. No, no, no. And, and uh, that, w- it which... wasn't the Lex Express or anything either. Oh so. God, you know, and that means we'll just definitely have to be talking a lot more Misawa over the next couple weeks uh, or yeah. the next couple shows when we study this more because uh, we I know we'd love to watch that stuff. So that's just two months, January and. February, it looks like as we go off February, and we'll talk about this uh, soon, we have WrestleMania, 
Um, it sounds like a terrible main event. We have Spring Stampede in WCW. We have In Your House, Revenge of the Taker. And getting into other things like A Cold Day in Hell uh, and some All Japan stuff in the next Listen, months after. a lot of good stuff, let's be honest. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll probably pick up with March. We went through February. And we'll take it from yeah, there. We'll, we'll that is March. really when it gets going, to be honest. When um, shit starts heating up. And then we're yeah. going to... It's like we're going to have all sorts of all Japan, New Japan stuff to talk about in that year as well. So it was a hot year, not just for America, but a lot of shit happened across the world. Um, and it's exciting to talk about WrestleMania at the Rosemont Horizon. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. very exciting. Um, yeah, definitely. What is, it na- what is it now, the Rosemont Horizon? Did they destroy it, is... it or what? No, no, no. They're Rubble? Still, they're, it's still there. They just ran something there, I think. Uh it's whatever sponsor. Um, okay. All right, Chicago's got a lot. Oh, it's the All State Arena. All there you State go. Arena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and I guess you... we can we can parlay that into a little current event if you want. <laughs> Which is the uh, the New Japan show? Yeah, the New Japan AEW. I I indoor. And I really want to talk about this after a short break, and so we will get back to that in one minute. All right, thank you guys for tuning back in after our short one-second music-laden break. I was recently talking about the all uh, the uh, Allstate Arena, and um, Justin told me that that was a segue because he thinks the Allstate Arena is the United Center. No, I don't. I was just saying that <laughs> the other venue in Illinois, in Chicago area, no, is what there's the now or no the now arena. There's four, dude. There's the okay. Now Arena and there's the, the Wind Center Trust, the Wind Trust the, Center. This the United Center is where the the Bulls and the Blackhawks play. It's their so biggest it's their arena. Big arena. Yeah. yeah, and so, where 19, they had the 20, debut. People. Debut of CM Punk there. It was either there or Rosemont. No, it was it was the United Center. The, it was the, the United Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a so, huge, huge announcement. Uh, why don't you run over the announcement, what happened, and all that stuff for us, Justin? Well, you know, it was actually first kind of broken with the Super J cast, where they basically, you know, it was something we've been talking about for a long time in our fantasy minds, was a super show between New Japan and AEW, and that was confirmed this past Wednesday night on How Dynamite long- by uh, Adam Cole. How long ago did the J-Cast mention it? I know those guys usually have probably some of the first information on uh, New Japan yeah, stuff. They announced it the week before. Did they do it in a funny manner that involved pastrami? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously they were right. Who do you think is their source? Do you think it's Kevin Kelly or Rocky Romero? Um, I would say I think yeah. it's Kevin Kelly what? is my guess. I, I think Kevin Kelly yeah. But I could be wrong. What I don't know. Who cares? They have they, it, it. Whoever it is, it's viable. He's he's ac- he's accurate for big shows like most of the shit they. So, anyways, uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, hit us up. But um, yeah. So huge news. Uh, they come out and do a thing. Did you notice how fucking tall Obari is? Uh, or how short Tony Khan is? I don't know. A little bit of both, right? Yeah. But check this out. 
You heard what Obari did yesterday? No. Oh shit. So Okan, remember what he did? Saved he a saved little girl. Saved a child? Yeah. Today, Obari saved an old lady. Saved a child from getting run over by a subway train. In a, in uh United States? In Tokyo. Wow. He was headed back home and he said some girl fell into the tracks and he jumped down and pulled her out. That's, and he said he used wow. to be a volleyball player and that's why he's so tall. And he said, he said uh, his height has never helped him uh, until now to this extent. So anyways, cool little heartfelt story there. I mean, cool. New Japan yeah. is killing it on the moral side of things. Johnny Depp oh, needs to take a look at children. that. Yeah. So uh, anyway. it, anyways, um, yeah, the big show is coming up. Um, what do you got? What are you fantasy booking for? it? Let's hear it. I have a few off the top of my head that I was thinking about. Um I want to see, I mean, I know I'm not alone in this, but uh, Okada, Brian Danielson. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a dr- dream match, ultimate scenario, uh, Tokyo Dome headliner. What I, I think might be more realistic would be maybe if we, if we, we got to have Okada for this, I'd hope. If not, it's going to come down the line. Dude, well, no, o- Okada is going to be there. And I, and if I hope he's in a singles match, I really don't yeah. want him to do it the no. Noah style. And I they're don't not, think that I, they're going to. You're going to have some mixed tag. You're going to have some tags at the beginning. You know, I will mention one that I want. You, you okay? You want to hear what my opening match is? Dark Order versus Chaos. No, it's a one-on-one match between Ren Narita and Hook. Oh, well, that'd be too much. What do you mean because, too much? Because Hook's Hook's not allowed to get beat up, dude. Come on, that could be a really good match. It'd be probably be awesome, but they're not gonna yeah. let Hook get punched. Like they don't okay. even like him taking a fucking. And you'd want Red Narita to fuck him up. Hey, so, I didn't I say mean, I'm not talking about like. No, it's a great. It's a great. It's a great idea. Yeah. I just. I don't I think anyone's thinking are. of that one, but um, that would be fun. Um, I hope they. I don't know. Like I'm thinking tag shit, like Dangerous Techers versus like who, who like everyone. FTR. There's so many Ooh, like, FTR awesome. or Dangerous Techers versus the Young Bucks. Oh so what God, if we just match the champions versus the champions? Okay. okay. So let's say, uh, let's say CM Punk wins. Yeah. Uh, there's, the title, which, there's always which is a very possible. Yeah. CM Punk Okada. I ain't mad oh at that. My God. At the United Center, that would sell out. Yeah. Chicago. Uh, you'd have Khan. You'd have Ocon and Cobb against the Jurassic Express. That could be a fun That'd be match. awesome. You'd have... Uh, so who would it be? It'd Sammy be, Guevara is the TNT title. Sammy so. Guevara versus the never openweight title. So evil? Which is evil. <laughs> I don't want to see that, bro. Hey, you know what would be a great match, too? Um... Evil versus fucking um, Orange Cassidy against Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, of course, no. I was that thinking... would be crazy. Or yeah. El Desperado versus Orange Cassidy would be good too. I was thinking Evil versus uh, the little evil dude. What's his name? With the the little demon guy, Danhausen. Danhausen, yeah. Evil versus Danhausen. Don't you that think that be would fun. be? That could be fun. Um, so obviously. It's kind of hard to even talk about it because you got a million different matches that pop off in your head, right? Yeah, and you're going like... to have a couple, you know, six-man tags in there. Um, we'll probably, you might get a Tomohiro Ishii, Eddie Kingston would be good. Oh, well, no, is, isn't that the match in D.C. or what's... 
Oh, maybe they challenged him for that. Um, Tanahashi. Yeah, yeah, that's going on in Washington. Well, so. well we might get to, Oh, and that's Tanahashi Moxley oh, there, too. Tanahashi, Tanahashi. Yeah. It's like, dude, just give Jay... I just wish they would give, like, all the Naito a singles match, everyone. It's like Adam Cole versus Naito, Tanahashi versus... And I'm... I'm going to assume that Kenny's not going to be back by then. I just don't see that. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it'll be back. Um, dude, I, I, you know, it's funny. I listened to uh, the Stone Cold podcast years and years ago, and they had Adam Cole on it before he was in NXT. This was right. ROH. Mm-hmm. And I remember them uh, Stone Cold asking, like, ah, who do you want to work with? Who's the best wrestler in the world? And he was like, I got to work with Tanahashi. And he never really got that chance. He went to NXT right after the interview. So, interesting who you, idea. Who would you want Naito to work Oh my god, man. Fucking A. Andrade, dude, would be awesome. I mean, you get yeah. that uh, you get that whole little group. I mean, fucking I wouldn't mind I even uh, wouldn't even mind CM Punk working him either. CM Punk? I mean, that could be a that, really interesting match. I wouldn't mind one of the little one of the juniors facing him like fucking um Darby Allen. I mean, there there's some good stuff what about, there. Darby Allen and Hiromu. Oh, that would be fucking crazy. I, I kind of think... Or Desperado and Darby Allen. That's wow. like... The Darby Allen Hiromu, though, is one of those matches you don't book because of injuries. Like, you just let him go, like, Somebody's once gonna every die. four years. Yeah. I mean, they Well, you know what? Darby's a little more indestructible than Hiromu is, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's true, but he would use that to his advantage and just do even more crazy shit, so... Um, no, I don't know, man. It's 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 a great, great, great. I posted something on Twitter that got quite a lot of likes. That all I said was thank you to uh, Tony Khan for uh, you know st- kind of sticking with New Japan because he didn't have to, and New Japan uh, didn't have to stick with him. I think they. Both... I think he was going to because he 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 is a fan. He's first, he's been like. a fan. Yeah, he's always. And he was at those shows in Long Beach when I yep. went to. Like, yep. and he was wearing a Bullet Club shirt, so he was going to make this happen no matter what. It's well, yeah. It's really cool, and it's really cool that New Japan at the same time is so progressive that they're like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Although they, I mean, they're getting real good rights. They got Dynamite on. You know, on yeah. well, this New Japan is, world, very good what, rights, very good sharing, and very good relationship. What this is for New Japan is, um, this is their like way to regain that Western audience that they got from fifteen to nineteen. Right? <coughs> this is yeah. their chance to kind of get it back. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it benefits both of them for sure. It, it's definitely like another. Uh... Supercard in uh, in Madison Square Garden, except much bigger, much bigger show than that. You know, I mean, it seems to seem like it. Um, yeah. We'll see how the, how it comes together. Um, so, what T-shirt uh, uh, would you wear go if you if you were going to the show? That's the good question. That's a confusing one. Many wrestling fans have to spend do mathematical formulas to figure that out. Um, I don't know. I'd probably just wear my Oscar shirt. I might have to uh, make a special one. With your art on it? With my art on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, like one side is Tanahashi and the other side is fucking Serpentico. You know what? That's not a... No. Uh, there <laughs> might be... I might have to make a very special edition design for that show. Yeah. yeah. That would be fun. I, gotta, I could work on something like that. By the way, have you drawn Serpentico? No. How about Ninja Mac? 
I have not drawn Ninja Mac. Uh, not not against the idea. RJ City. No. A lot of guys out there, huh? Tony Khan. I have not drawn Tony Khan. Dude, you got a whole roster of people waiting on you, huh? Yeah, I know, but you know, it takes I'll time. Get there. Yeah, I got to do one every day, and I've repeated a bunch. Maki but... Ito. No. Really? I thought you sent me one. No. Oh shit. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, the big shit. Can I say something that no one's talking about with this? Uh Uh-oh. Go. How would you feel if you are a female on the roster, a woman on the roster of AEW with this show? Well, it'd probably be pretty frustrating, but also it's New Japan, so... Why can't they have a stardom involved in this? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, that's for see, Tony Khan to figure out. I would love to see that. See Jade Cargill and Starlight Kid or something like that. Uh, that'd be awesome, but I just that's not. Uh, Tony Khan doesn't really have a relationship with Stardom, and believe it or not, that's a different company. Even though they're owned, you know, you know so how fair. companies that are owned by like other companies, like they still have their independence. You know, right? So I mean, I would say that's the only downside to this. Is I thought about there. that too, but I didn't. I I didn't think of it as a downside. I just thought, oh well, there'll be no women's matches on this show, and that's how it is. And Whatever, I mean, it happens. Rarely, yeah. though. Rarely anymore. Well, except PWG for doesn't necessarily do women's matches either, so there you go. Yeah, New Japan. Yeah, it's just a lot of those Japanese. Is there a kid crying in the background now? No. I'm hearing shit. I swear. It must child. have been on TV, huh? Your inner child? No. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that is disappointing, um, but there's, uh, there's barely a relationship with stardom. I don't think there's anything. They have a they have a TJP hookup, you know what I'm saying for their Joshi girls. Did you see the clip that went around that said this was women's wrestling in AEW? No. Okay, I gotta show what you this one. Well, it's just like you you watch it and you're like, wow, AEW had, was real stupid at times. You know, they just start like showing dumb shit from AEW. Like, old, older shit. Because now that it's old, like, you'll always be able to point at something and be like, that sucks, you know? Yeah, AEW started before the pandemic. Can you believe it? So long Well, they said... Ago. I remember when they were like... And I don't know if this has changed, but they were like, <laughs> AEW has had 98% of its... Excuse me. More than half of its shows in the, uh, like... Pandemic era. Pandemic era. I yeah. would say more. Yeah. What you said, eighty yeah, percent. No, back the, back then it was more than fifty. They it was like, hey, ha- more than half are in the right. in there. No, but they had their place, like the the whatever center. Yeah, the Daily's place. Daily's place. Yeah. All right. So check check that uh, check that link, and obviously do do it on your PC. Don't sign up for Reddit, whatever it asks. Oh, you texted it to me. Yeah. Or yeah, just check on your phone. But like, if it asks you like. Go to the website or go to this. Just pl- click go to the website. And tell me when it's playing. Right, is it, is it, is it with going? crutches. Uh, what's her name? Dancing. They, they were saying this is AW Women's division, division in Action. <laughs> I mean... I mean... Uh, little bit crazy, huh? Taken out of context a little bit, but yeah. That was like one time. Yeah, I but, guess that's uh, true. I, in, in that poster's defense, I think what they were trying to say and what, you know, 
it did take them a little while to really figure out what they had on the women's side, right? Well, it's still taking them time, too. They're hiring new people and stuff like that. So Yeah. Uh, I guess there's not as big of a pool right now in you know in America. It feels like they started with scratch. They didn't really have. Yeah, Britt Baker and Kylie Ray. Yeah, and I mean Nyla. Britt Baker wasn't really the main person. They, I think Riho was what they thought was going to be their main star, right? Um, and Britt Baker, Kylie kinda, Ray, dude. Well, Kylie Ray too, but she ended up leaving and had her issues as well. But um, yeah. I really think that, you know, they came in with the Elite, right? And we mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen with that, but they kind of had to do... They didn't have, like, a... They didn't steal anyone from... They, no one from WWE came over. They didn't really... They didn't have, like, a Bailey or a Sasha or whatever come over no, that not they could at build all. around. They had no one to build around. To They've start. had to organically grow, for sure, all their Yeah, so uh, it, there was a lot of trial and error, and they made a lot of bad decisions, and... Um, you know, for a while, it didn't look like they knew what they were doing with that division. At least they got Jade Cargill. I mean, I will say she... Yeah. No matter she, if she's, like, unless unless she's, like, the absolute terrible wrestler, like, everyone's going to think she's a badass. She's got WWE written all over her, I think, though. No, but she said no to WWE. She quit yeah. WWE, bro. Like, she quit? Or I thought that was somebody else, but okay. Yeah. No, nah, she had an interview with them, and they offered her contract. She said no, because... She pretty much told him, like, I make a shitload of money already, and I don't need to put my life but in But I think also, shit. I think she, she has, like, a kid and stuff, and, <coughs> and she found out how much she was oh, going to be no. away from her family. Oh, dude, I remember that. Yeah, Triple yeah. H said to her, do you, you have to care about WWE as much as you care about your kid. Something like and she's that. she's like, fuck this. Well, anyway, um, yeah, she's a, gonna, she's, she's, she's a big star, um, obviously, but Britt Brit, Brit Baker is. Uh, I think, you know, building up uh, Hikaru Shida again, can be you know could work too i think yeah. she had a pretty underrated run i i'm like one of the only people who seems to like uh, nyla rose i always thought she was uh, pretty good in her position but a lot of people thunder rosa don't... is really good too thunder rosa yep thunder rosa, i heard this they... talked about on another podcast where they said nyla rose is kind of at the point now where she's like a uh you know once you get the title you got to go through her like, well, yeah, she can always put up a challenge block. and stuff, and yeah. maybe that's as much as she wants to work. By the way, I just saw this announced. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Konosuke Takeshita for West Coast Pro Wrestling. Takeshita will be on AEW soon. Big uh, DDT top talent from DDT coming to America. So Didn't uh, AEW quietly announce a little while ago that they were... Yeah, in a partnership with uh, DDT. DDT. Yeah, in AEW, and then um, yeah, they just announced Takeshita, and you know some of these Japanese guys, they absolutely love working in America. Takeshita had his, uh, you know, posted Twitter, uh, pinned Twitter thing for like the last two years. Like I'm going back to AEW. Wow. So, uh, do do you know him at all? No, I've heard of him. Heard of him. Okay. Well. South San Francisco, the state room, on Friday, yeah. June 10th. If anyone wants to see Takeshita versus uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, who's making waves back in America now that he got that Canadian thing you were telling me about lifting all yeah. that shit. So. Yeah, he's able to work in America, and he's hitting it pretty big. I think he signed with Impact. Um, Did he? Okay. Yeah. It's like or, you yeah. want you wanna, um, see that guy somewhere. I still haven't watched a single one of his matches, man. He's always awesome. like, oh, he's so good. So, um, yes. 
Did we talk about Moxley uh, and Osprey on this show? I don't think we got to. I think we did because we talked about how bad the quality of the show was and everything. Okay, okay. We did cover that. And by the way, hopefully this Forbidden Door will not use Fight TV as their production. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because that sure. would not be good. But I think no, I think they're going to use AEW shit, dude. Or they they're going to go with the more traditional pay per view um, system rather than Fight TV will probably be like the international way to get the show. So I I just think they're going to keep doing that shit if it's uh, New Japan. I don't think they give a fuck to be honest. I don't think they even care. They probably have a like, contract. Uh, I know, but, but if their shit just sucks online, yeah, but they 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 can't. They can't be giving people refunds every time they have a show. That's not. They're not. They're not even that stupid. I sure hope not. You know what I mean. I really. Because uh, if you ordered that for twenty bucks and you're just giving refunds, it's ridiculous. Who nobody gets money. Well, did you get a refund from the show? Because I who I, got refunds? I don't know anyone that got refunds. People that ordered them. Yeah, I know a few that ordered it that I've seen online and they got their refunds. Jesus, man, that must suck, huh? Put out your show and it's a piece of shit, and then for for the company, yeah, oh, of course. But I mean, you know, they've. It's not like they had one bad show, you know. Hey, by the way, when you go on to, uh, by the way, by the way, when you go on to YouTube, what are your recommended videos? Do you want to know? Yeah, let's let's see what you're watching, bro. And we'll okay. we'll trade them real quick. Ezekiel passes lie detector test with flying colors. Raw, April eighteenth, twenty twenty two. So okay. I have home plate umpire John McSherry sh- dies during. Red. Whoa! <laughs> I have Jim Cornette on Jesse Ventura conspiracy what, theories. What were, were you watching? Crazy baseball violence recently? Probably not. I don't. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um. I got a Chris Broad video. I stayed at Japan Traditional Inn. Da 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 da. Oh, that's I cool. I have somebody reacting to watching Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> um, which is a great show. You, have you watched reaction videos of Trailer Park Boys content? No. Just um, a lot of Trailer Park Boys content. Here I have a uh, evolution of Stone Cold in video games. Okay, I've got Stone Cold on how a wrestler knows his opponent is injured for real. So we both have a uh, Steve Austin uh, clip on our... Yeah, yeah. Okay, Um, not too bad. That's pretty normal shit, right? Yeah, I think so. I've got Luxurious Sashimi Giant Bluefin Tuna Cutting Show. Where all the Japanese dudes cut the sushi... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I have Rob Van Dam on a shoot video. <laughs> I you, have... you still watch the shoot videos? I mean... I don't know. Occasionally those interviews... Did you ever fun. watch the Tammy Sitch shoot video and then realize that, like, it's all fucking nonsense? I have hockey uh, highlights from the April 23rd games. Are the Avalanche still the best team in, in the last ten years? They're pretty damn good. Um, best team I've seen this year. Um, Who do they go against next? They will probably, in the playoffs, go against probably... Let me check. Probably maybe Nashville or Minnesota? Minnesota's kind of tough, huh? 
Yeah, they are, but they're one of the wild cards. Oh. Oh, let me actually check, because if the Vegas lost today, the Kings clinched a playoff spot, so. Really? Oh, it's that close, huh? Oh, okay. They, they The Vegas won. Oh. Sharks. It's okay. The Kings are in really good shape. They just have to win one of their next two games. Or the Knights have to lose one of their next three games, and the Kings are in. Their magic number is one, meaning Bro. one one loss by Vegas or one win by the Kings clinches the Kings. So the only thing would be if the uh, Vegas won three in a row and Vegas uh, the would Kings have to win their lost all two. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, so strange things have happened, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Okay, so if the playoffs started today, Dallas would play um, Colorado. Oh, we fuck up Colorado, or we fuck up Dallas, bro. I'm yeah. from Colorado, so okay. Just make it sure real quick. Had to uh, double check on that one. You watched Rampage this week, by the way. I did. I watched it this morning, actually. Watched it this morning. Yeah. What a great morning show to watch, too. You can kind of just chill to it. Yeah, it was good. It was what'd a you, good show. What'd you think about Ishii versus Adam Cole, Adam, baby? That was a good match, man. Fuck, I thought yeah. it was a really good matchup because a lot of times I think, um, you know, Adam Cole is, uh, you know, I asked my friend, like, hey, what do you think, Adam Cole? I mean, just wondering, you know, guy, Laps fan, what do you think? He's like, oh, I think he's a good wrestler, you know, that kind of thing. And I said, I love Adam Cole. I love his promos. I love what he is in the ring. But sometimes you just can't get over, not necessarily his size, but his build, you know what I mean? But, um,. Him and a she, like it didn't matter, you know. Well, t- to me, it was almost like a junior match, bro, because she is not big, okay. No, at he's all. like five six, five yeah, seven. Yeah, tops. yeah, yeah. So and Adam it, Cole's probably about five seven, five eight tops. The only reason Ishii gets away beating on huge dudes is because of he's such a good wrestler. Like he he convinces you he's like seven foot tall and fucking well, a thousand pounds. His body is like he's like he's a, a totem you know, pole, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean he's a. Uh, fire hydrant and yeah, um but at the same time bit. like it's a great match with adam cole because adam cole looks a little bit more uh a- a- athletic with the agility and sh- it's hard to say though against Ishii. it was a good was combination of styles very good combination super kick offense versus a uh the violent obviously lariat yeah a- amazing Headbutts, amazing yeah. amazing superplex from ishii one of the best yeah. in a lot. He, he, he did his jumping. You know how he jumps as the superplex is going? He jumps yeah. off. But he also did it right into the other corner. Like, he did it. He didn't do it into the center of the ring. I don't know why. I just yeah. found that uh, fucking well, incredible. Adam Cole's a little lighter. But, um, yeah, he, it was awesome. And the Jay Great White match. involvement was probably what they needed. As well, so so um, I didn't I didn't actually didn't like that at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, know. I, it, it was acceptable at that point if you're going to build up their kind of alliance. Um, but to me, I wonder if there's like people that are AEW fans, they still have no idea who Jay White is or what he's about. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. He, so they're like, who is this guy? Like, he hasn't really. He's been on know, TV I mean, like two or three times. He had a know. dynamite match and stuff like that. I or uh, rampage. But I still think they're not doing it. They haven't really laid out exactly yeah. who he is. No, I, I totally agree with you. Did you watch uh, TBS champion Jade Cargill versus uh, M- 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 Maria Safir? M- Melina. Sh- Sh- Marina. Marina, I think. Okay, Malia Shafir. That's, uh, Shafir. you know, uh, 
the spouse yeah. of uh, Roderick Strong. Yeah, she's oh, good. Boy. It was a good match. Really good match. I didn't watch it. I'm yeah. not gonna watch it. I don't know. Yeah, it was good. But and and when is uh, Shayna Krasler coming in with her other partner? I don't know what her. What was her get her that it was Marina Shafir and uh, Jasmine Dukes. Jasmine, ja- ja- Jasmine. Yeah, they were all buddies with Ronda Rousey, right? I guess so, man. It's they lived in a house in Venice together or something. I try to stay away from the four horsewomen of UFC as much as possible. Right. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia, I thought was that was really good. really good. Yeah, didn't just, it I wasn't quite Eddie as good Kingston. as the first match, but uh, it was like way good and. Yeah, both dudes. Uh, Daniel Garcia still learning. Eddie Kingston just somehow hasn't been found or used, even though he's fucking incredible. Like, what I a lucky Eddie dude! Kingston. I would love to see him in the G one. Oh, I would love that. I would love. That. I don't know but if it'll I mean, happen, but I guarantee you, if anyone's back there clamoring about being in it, it's him. Oh yeah, I mean, hey man, it's New Japan's uh, duty to get those crowds yelling again. I mean. I hate to say it, but at this point, we've been talking about it for years. Anyways, uh, great match. Uh, Eddie Kingston just living his dream. He reminds me of like a, a a comedian who's just been struggling his whole life. You know what I'm like saying? Ronnie Dangerfield. Rod, right? exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then he dudes like hitting forty, and then all of a sudden, like uh, everyone's like, star. "Yes, he's awesome. He's amazing." We never realized it. So, uh, shout out to Tony Khan for giving him that push. Uh, but yeah, great match. Uh, Danny Garcia again, getting trained by old Chris Jericho there. I'm very interested to see how that turns out over the years. Yeah, definitely. And um, wouldn't be surprised if Jericho's last match is against Danny, Danny Garcia or whatever. So it's kind of you know that would be fitting. That's who he's that would mean for that would be fitting. Now I guess we just got to see uh, the last of the. You have the temples of uh, the four pillars of AEW, and then there's like under. uh, Who do we put MJF against in uh, this super show? Oh, fuck. Or does he want no part of it, and that's his character stance? I don't even know where to think about that. Toriano and MJF. I don't know where to think about that, dude. MJF probably needs to just go to WWE at this point um, and make a massive contract. I don't know. I think he's champion by the end of the year. Yeah, I don't know. He he he's almost gonna, Punk will beat Page and then he'll beat Punk at double or nothing or something. Yeah, it's gonna sound fucked up, but he's probably I think he's probably like too big for AEW. Uh he's ready though. They need to get him going. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And and by the way, I mean I don't even know if he's like too ready for WWE, like he Dude could end up being like movie star or something. I don't know, honestly. Well, I uh, he's a, like some next level I, talent. He's definitely there's he he'd have to turn himself down a little bit to be in WWE. Think so? Yeah. You don't think Vince would love the cockiness? Love. He would love the... it, but he wouldn't be able to say. He wouldn't be able to do everything he does, but. Um, no, they're letting I Cody. They're letting that, Cody do his shtick, bro. Pretty much the no, exact no, I'm same thing. About he can't. He call the, you know, the women in the crowd a bunch of and rats and and start talking about like I, he how he's Jewish and then make like some fucking World War Two joke. Yeah, or whatever. He's got, but I don't think MJF really cares. He just wants to get paid. 
Yeah, and maybe that's just the character. Who knows? He's a very confused guy. He's very private, so yeah. we don't really know much about him except that uh, if he went against someone in New Japan, obviously, I don't even know. I'm just trying to think who could actually beat him, and I don't know if there's anyone in the company except maybe Okada that would be uh, allowed to beat him. So That would probably be a really good match, though, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, put him in a tag match, have him, take, have him pin Bushi or some shit like that. There you go. I mean... I don't know, bro. It's that's a that's a real confusing. Yeah, confusing I mean, scenario. I'm sure this will all develop in the in the months. It's June, so there's a lot of time to build to this. Yeah, yeah, because MJF is not like Adam Cole. He's not like uh, he's not like Red Dragon. He's not like out there to have wrestled the best dudes in the world and do all the best matches and wrestle this guy and this guy. You know. Yeah, that's his. That's part of his gimmick. Is he's yeah. not there to do this stuff. He's there yeah, he's to make money, make money, and, and yeah, win championships so. or whatever. So. Again, we'll see if the uh, gimmick holds true or if that's just uh, what he says or whatever, man. So, yeah. uh, what are you up to tomorrow? A lot. Uh, it's my first full day back in the office. Okay. So every day this week. And <sighs> until okay, the end of time. And are they gonna have uh, sarcastic reminders like "We bet you miss your kids at the office"? I hope not. Now, do you go to the break room when you eat and sit with everyone else and talk? I haven't since I've been relocated to this new department. I haven't. I, no. I like to There's just go to my car downstairs. Yeah. But um, I do knew people there that, you know, when I was going once a week, they would go to their car and take a nap. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Why isn't there a nap room in the building then? Nobody has nap rooms. It's not a preschool. No, it's my, awesome idea, my last job had a nap room. There was three beds in there and a couch. What was it? Would you work at a hospital? No, I worked at a machine shop, bro. Oh. They had a nap room and a PlayStation with the couch. That's pretty awesome. But uh, no one ever dared to use it because they were afraid they'd get fired for napping on the job. So. Then why the hell do they have it? Great question. Trap people? Hey, they I, they got rid of me, so I think that company sucks anyways. Okay. But wrestling in 1997, we're going to talk more about that soon. Yes, uh, We're we going to talk about March and April. We have New Japan show that we didn't talk about at all and that has already been on. Right? The Tai Chi versus Shingo thirty five count match. Oh, that that already happened? Did it did I think I thought it did, man. Oh, oh. I was watching one of those row two shows today, it was on the twentieth. Oh, I just had it on the back. Okay, hang on. No. April's okay, it's tonight. Tonight. This morning. Oh, cool. Okay. So I will we will report on that later. Um we'll see who gets the thirty count on that terrible fucking gimmick match. And then May first, May first is uh, wrestling Dontaku. May third is your host's birthday, and May seventh, I'm yeah? having a big ass party here. And if y'all want to come over, let me know. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's probably the last birthday I'll have in my whole life, but whatever. Oh, that's not. You're not gonna die. No, <laughs> last birthday party. Sorry, oh, bro. Okay. I, I said that. <laughs> I said that the wrong way, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, hey, this is, I'm going out with a bang, brother. So uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. This we is do. Wrestling And, and we will talk to you guys later. See ya.